Welcome to another episode of the App Guide podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. Uh, when I say I go around the world, I really do mean around the world. It's not just Silicon Valley, New York, but everywhere where there is someone who is uh, has an interesting app story to talk to us about. So if you're listening to this and you are uh, wanting to know what it's like to be uh, someone who has built an app, who, who has um, become an app entrepreneur, then this is the podcast for you. And this is the episode for you. We'd like to help you out. So today I'm speaking with a, a wonderful um, entrepreneur who's in Amsterdam. And uh, I've been to Amsterdam. I know how uh, amazing that whole city is. And uh, his name is uh, Dan Fennessy. Uh, he is uh, the founder of Party with a Local. And I'll put full show notes on uh, if you go to the appguy.co episode 288. Uh, just search for Dan, you'll get all the links to his app and uh, all the other resources we'll talk about. But in the meantime, Dan, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thanks a lot, Paul. Thanks for inviting me. Now, we do have to warn the listeners that you are sitting uh, here on Skype and you have your phone next to you. And at any point in time, you may get a call uh, that your wife is going into labor. You're about to have a, um, your first son. So uh, that's right. Yep. Uh, hopefully it doesn't happen during the uh, interview. But yeah, that's right. In, in three weeks, my uh, girlfriend is due to give birth to our first child, which is exciting. Yeah. And I you know in a way, uh, there's a lot of people listening to this who are working in a, like a corporate job and they don't get to see much of their kids. They don't uh, get to, you know, maybe their wife's pregnant as well and they're, they're not going to be around that much. But it's one of the reasons why I set this podcast up was because I could be around my kids most of the time, you know, and it's definitely a different life. Um, t t actually, tell us a little bit about your background then, Dan. What, what are you up to? What, what uh, are you doing at the moment? Well, at the moment, I'm yeah full time on on party with a local. So it's uh, it's been a project of mine for a couple of years now, actually. And I've I started it as a side project next to an online marketing business that that I was running. Um, yeah, the idea for it I've had for a long time. I've done a lot of traveling, uh, did a round the world trip a few years ago, and was just finding going from city to city. I'd be wanting to find uh, stuff to do. I was a bit bit younger then. I was going out and wanting to sample a local nightlife, but finding that I wasn't always finding the the good places, and often only meeting other travellers or people at a hostel, and and kind of missing out on the real local experience of a city, just because I didn't know where to go or who to go with. So that's sort of just a bit of background on the where the idea came from. I finally started after having the idea for a number of years. I finally started working on it. Um, a couple of years ago, I went to a, a startup weekend, and probably a lot of your listeners are familiar with uh, a startup weekend, but for those that aren't, it's basically a weekend where you can go and pitch an idea uh, for an app or a website or a startup. You have one minute to pitch, people vote on the idea, and then you try to form a team of developers and designers, and you try to, to build that idea in one weekend. So that's kind of where part of the local went from being an idea that I'd had for quite a while to sort of a real pro uh, real product. So we, we first started working on a website at that point and it just sort of, um, yeah, gave me the, the inspiration that what, what could be done very quickly and there was quite a lot of interest out of that. We got a little bit of press even uh, after that startup weekend. So that sort of gave me the belief that this was something that could be turn into a real thing and a real product and a real, uh, yeah, solve a real, a real need for people. 
it, it just shows to me what it takes. I mean, how ironic that, you know, after all these years of thinking about the, the uh, product, the service, and, and then, you know, two years into your project, you're, you're now probably going to be the, the least partying ever because yeah. you're about to, your life's about to change and it's going to be a lot harder to go out just uh, and party, you know, when you've got a kid. But is it, is it a long journey when you're, you're uh, working on a project? Uh, definitely. This has been a long journey. I mean, it's, it's still not really something that has a, an immediate um, and obvious business model. It's not making a lot of money right now. So for that reason, it's, it's taken quite a long time to get to, uh, to this point where I can work on it full time. Yeah, let's talk about that specifically because, uh, you know, a lot of the listeners, we have had people who have like just quit their jobs on this show, um, uh, who have listened to an episode from the guest and, uh, and then they've gone and done their own thing. We would love to know how you've been able to follow your passion, follow your dream of doing your own thing while supporting yourself. You know, perhaps you could talk to, to us about that. Well, as I said before, I, I had an online marketing business um, that was running and I had a number of clients and was sort of still finding new new clients and new projects to work on. And that was basically um, giving me enough money to uh, survive and also pay for a few developers and designers along the way. Um, I'm not sure that it was the the best way to go because it, it has been kind of slow and it's been it's been really tough at, at times, you know, not having enough money to to do a lot of other things because everything I've been earning I've been putting back into uh into the product. Um I guess Amsterdam is maybe a bit of a different uh startup scene to somewhere like Silicon Valley and you know, some other cities where there's a lot of investors around who are willing to take a uh, a chance on something that's kind of an idea and, and unproven here. I, I don't know a whole lot about the investment scene, but they seem to be more focused on um, things that can make money almost from day one. So for an idea like Party of the Local, raising outside investment was not really an option. And so I had to sort of find other ways to, to bootstrap and and get things done cheaply and um, yeah, try to make do with what I could and keep the the other things going. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's the best way because at times I was very um, stretched between different things I was working on. So I'd have a number of client projects and um, then be wanting to work on on party with the local a lot of the time as well. And I found my head was a little bit all over the place. It was hard to get uh, get focused. I mean, party with local is what I always wanted to work on. But of course, you need to uh, you need to eat and survive as well. So it's been a tough juggling act at times. But that was sort of the the limited options that that I had. So this I is just... great stuff, Dan. I have to say because uh, this whole podcast is uh, here to unravel the truth about what it takes to pursue a dream and be successful. And you know, so many uh, app entrepreneurs, or basically what I call wannabeers or whatever they're called, uh, they, you know, they, they read this uh, news article. It's like um, 
the, the guy makes 19 billion that's developed WhatsApp and I'm going to build an app and it's going to be ready in two weeks and I'm going to become a millionaire, right? Yeah. yeah. And what, you know, we're learning from you is that it's, it's far from the truth. It's a very long road. You have to be there for the long term. You have to be dedicated. Uh, how, how do you keep yourself going? For me, I just really believe in this idea. So that just sort of drives me. And also the, the users that we have, there's a lot of people who just love the concept of, of Party with a Local. And even the app as it is now, it's not the most advanced app and we don't have a really active community everywhere in the world yet. But people just, the feedback I get from people is so positive and like... Uh, you know, I hear, what an amazing idea. I love the concept. I'm going to use this every time I travel. That sort of thing keeps me motivated and keeps me going. Let's talk about how we actually use the app then. Uh, so uh, what would be like a, the, like an, an example of a user uh, using your app? What would they, they be doing? Yeah, well, I guess this, the traveler uh, who would be using the app, if they're arriving in a city, where they have maybe booked their accommodation, they've obviously booked their, their transport there. I think something like nightlife is a bit more of a spontaneous thing. So you've arrived in the city, you've got your accommodation maybe sorted through Airbnb and you're trying to work out what to do tonight. So rather than um, searching event listings or uh, local newspapers about what's on, it's basically an easy way to, to log in see who's nearby, uh, see if there's any locals who are doing something interesting, and then you basically connect with them. It's a, it's a very uh, simple chat, arrange to meet up and uh, hopefully have a, a drink together and, and maybe a night out. So that's kind of a user journey, I guess. I can talk more about how the app works. Um, yeah, this is, well, first of all, the concept is, I have to congratulate you on just the amazing concept. I mean, it is... I'm guessing it's a little bit like Tinder for, but, but travelers. I'm assuming that it's not relationship intended. It's, it's more just someone to hang out with. And because I used to be a traveler as well. And I, I did find that one of the hardest things uh, when I, when I was traveling was yeah, meeting people and getting to the right youth hostels or finding the right locations where everyone's hanging out. So this really helps. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit in between say a Tinder but less about dating and then in between that and maybe couch surfing. But instead of going to stay at a local's house, you're just meeting for a drink and, and uh, going out. That's, I mean, what a great idea. So, yeah, let's talk about then your journey with the app because that could be really helpful. Uh, so, so you have, um, I'm guessing that you've outsourced some of the coding uh, and you said that that was quite challenging because you, you, you didn't have investment money. So you had to bootstrap the whole thing and you had to be very clever, I'm guessing, about how, how you built the app. Have you got any guidance for anyone doing the same thing, uh, like, you know, getting the developers and, and doing it on a, a, a budget? I mean, it's difficult. And still one of the things, finding good people is, is really hard, um, especially for uh, app developers, iOS and Android developers, they're in high demand at the moment. So finding someone that wants to work on a, on a startup with not much money is, uh, is definitely a challenge. And I was lucky enough to find people through kind of my own network. Um, 
and it was a bit of a flow on effect from going to to startup weekend. I got a little bit into the the startup scene, I guess. Um, but it, I think it's really important to find people with the right um, attitude. So people who are just looking to get a, a regular wage and, and developers can get a really good wage uh, at big companies. You have to find someone who's kind of startup minded and who's willing to. I guess invest a bit in the, the future rather than uh, upfront money. So for one of the guys I worked with, I offered him some some equity in the, uh, which was still essentially an idea at the time. So was getting him to work for no money upfront, but in the belief that it's going to turn into something in the future. That that, that is a very big. Uh, golden nugget you've just given us. I'm sure that that's sparked a lot of ideas for people. You can give away equity. And even if you haven't got a company that's formed, you give away equity in an idea. Uh, I'm guessing that you could either just have that on the basis of trust or uh, like some contract that you can draw up to say that you are now 10% owner of this idea. Is that right? Yeah, we had a contract written up by a, a lawyer, but I'd probably even recommend before that before offering, I wouldn't offer equity to somebody uh, first up. I'd first want to work with that person and and pay them. So for the first, um, I don't know, however long you want to do it, a month or a couple of months, and this is what I did as well, I found a really good guy who was recommended, but we agreed for the first version that he was going to build that I was going to pay him. And I think that's important because working with someone really closely on a startup it's it's really like a a relationship and things yeah can go wrong and you don't you really don't know how somebody's going to work until you've worked with them so i think before offering equity to someone i would yeah i'd definitely recommend working with them and and just paying them up front if there's a good click and you work well together and you both have the the same sort of vision then talk equity but i would definitely wouldn't do that um that first step i love that dan you're reminding me of the film uh, the matrix where you know there's a scene where he says you only truly know someone when you fight them and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> you only truly know someone when you work with them in a startup and that, that's probably true you know you you're burning the midnight oil you're working on all these problems and these um you know it's just like the hassle i mean if if, if it was easy someone would have done that before and uh, and so there's a lot of challenges and, and yeah you're right that's Partly why I ended up working on my own because it, I found it tough working with others, um, you know, in, in partnerships. And yeah. so, good, good advice. And the other thing I've learned from you is that we don't just typically go to have to go to Odesk or Elance or just find a, a coder. You know, and we can actually use our own network, and uh, that's invaluable because then you you're more likely to have a, a longer relationship with that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and also I'd, I'd love to know a little bit about the startup weekend as well, because, uh, I know that there's a lot of these going on now. Um, but how important was that startup weekend for the development of uh, party with a local? Yeah, it was really important. I think for me just to go from having an idea that one day I might do something with it to actually just doing it. Um, so I think that's that's the main thing. Like the the prototype that we built on the first weekend, it, it was by no means the final product as it is now. Not that it's final now either, but I think what what you actually build on the weekend um, very rarely would become a finished 
finished thing, but just the experience of seeing how much can be done if you just commit to something and have some some team working on on an idea. Um, yeah, for me that was just important to to show that instead of just having an idea and writing down a few notes about it, just start doing something and and go from there. Yeah, I was always reminded of that quote where you know someone somewhere said that you, you know no business plan survives its first contact with a customer. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know actually having an app and physically letting people use it, seeing what the user case is like, you know it just it puts it into a whole other dimension. Exactly. And um, and then so you said you got into the press. We're always like keen to know how to get into the press. And uh, what was that like? Just it, they picked it up after after the weekend. Yeah, so that yeah, that initial press we got picked up by a newspaper in in Amsterdam, and that was just from the the final pitches that we did at the startup weekend. Um, we've had a, a bit of press uh, since then as well. Actually, last week we were in the New York Times, which was pretty huge for us. Well, well let's just talk about that. So you had yeah. press coverage in New York Times, uh, which is. I have to say, even bigger than the App Guy podcast. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, what did that do for your uh, downloads? Did it have a bigger impact? It had a yeah, it had a pretty big uh, impact. It was not um, not like a viral sort of thing, but it was a, a really nice boost in the US for for a week. And were you able to keep those people uh, on the app? Uh, did you manage? How did you? think about then because i'm guessing a lot of people we've spoken to have these big spikes you yeah. know, from some event and then it it, it goes back to normal uh, and then you you know i guess you you could lose those people did you have any strategy to, to keep those uh, users yeah we're working pretty hard on uh, community sort of management at, at the moment so we really want to identify uh, the sort of active and ideal users so we've got a number of sort of back-end tools and um, ways of yeah seeing user behavior as well as chatting to people and, and finding those really uh, good users. And then we've got sort of a strategy of how to recruit them and some of them we upgrade to a, a level of local we call a super local. So we've definitely got things in place that we don't just get a spike and then people go away because they don't see what the use of the app is yet we've got ways of maybe don't, we don't keep everyone yet but we try to identify the the good people yeah what i might do actually is uh, just uh, after we've chatted uh, get a list of some of the back-end tools that you're using for community management and then stick them on the show notes to help people out so rather than go through them now uh, but anyone listening if you want to get uh, access to that just go to the appguide.co and it's episode 288 search out the show notes and you'll get links to all the tools that uh, Dan will send me over. Um, okay, so there's two more things then, Dan, to do before we say goodbye to you. One is that we do like to try and uh, encourage uh, entrepreneurship on the show by talking about new potential ideas uh, for uh, people to run with or to uh, you know build. Uh, and I'm wondering, you must have, in the last few years, had to turn away from a lot of different things you could have been doing. Uh, and I wondered if you had an idea for an app that you feel is is something that you may not work on, but you want to talk about. Um, uh, I've got a few ideas, and <laughs> some some of them I, I might still work on myself. Uh, not not that I'm too precious with uh, 
with keeping my ideas to myself. Yeah. But um, well, we got another thing: keep your ideas to yourself because um, obviously, you know, a lot of people want stuff to work on. But uh, I'm wondering, in your last few months of working them have you seen any pain points in, in, in real frustrations in in what you're doing uh, maybe we could flesh out an idea for an app based on some of the pain points that you're experiencing right now as an entrepreneur i've just gone from uh one business structure to another business structure because we've got uh we just raised a round of investment so the the legal side of things for startups i don't know if you can simplify that in any way but I mean, there's a lot of resources you can read online, but it was difficult for me being here in Amsterdam, I guess, because it's a different system. Most of the the articles you read are about Silicon Valley and about the the way the legal system and business structure works for startups there. So that was... How How about this for an app idea then? Some app that we can tap into that gives us some kind of summary on all the different places around the world and the ones that are advantageous from a corporate structure for startups. Yep. Yeah, that would be useful, I think. And then just maybe beyond that, there could be a paid feature where you uh, you find the resources because you can spend a lot of time trying to work out, you know, in what order do you have to, to get all the paperwork done and the, the notary stuff and the Chamber of Commerce. It's, uh, it's definitely something that could be simplified. And, um, yeah, if it's someone who's quite location independent and looking where to, to launch their startup, that could be a really useful uh, resource and an app. Yeah, actually, I think we're on to something because um, you could call it party with a local entrepreneur and then <laughs> go, we'll just take part of your your uh, inspiration here. And, uh, yeah, because a lot of the you know people listening are digital nomads. We can basically go anywhere in the world. And sometimes you don't even need to get a work permit because no one knows we're working on the internet. Yeah. And uh, and then we could just provide resources within an app to uh, to help people find the best locations and uh, have like pros and cons of different locations. You know, this place is good for tax, but then is really bad because there's no nightclubs. You know, kind of do all the correlations and. Yeah, actually, there is something similar to that already called a Nomad List. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. So, no, you should definitely check it out. It's uh, it's actually a Dutch guy who's um, traveling around the world, and his aim was to launch twelve startups in twelve months. And one of the things that he's created is this Nomad List, where you can uh, find the best cities to live and work remotely. So that's a. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, actually, I think he was mentioned on a previous show with Fred Rivet. So probably, uh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, we'll have to put that again in the show notes. Uh, so the final thing is that this is a show about apps, Dan, and yep. we can't let you leave without asking you to pick up your phone. And, and uh, uh, it's probably be an Android, I should think. And that's no, an iPhone. Oh, is it right? Okay. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, is it because um, Party with a Local is only on Android, or do you have iOS as well? We've got iOS as well. Okay, so oh. so you are. I'm guessing you've got two phones then, but anyway. Yeah, uh, I've got an Android as well. <laughs> right, okay, but you're, I, oh, there's, there you go, there's a reveal. So you prefer to use the iPhone, but you, you do have two phones for the purposes of testing and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, what, what's uh, one or two apps that you could recommend to us uh, that uh, you feel like are good finds that maybe we haven't come across before? I'm pretty sure you would have heard of Product Hunt. I have, but yeah. maybe there's some people out there who haven't. And you're using are you using the app rather than the desktop? Yeah, I use the app more often. Just to 
it's I'm using my phone quite a lot, and it's just I I check it quite regularly just to look at cool new apps and products that are being built, and it's got a really nice user experience, uh, product hunt, um, really nice clean design, and obviously obviously it's related to startups and new ideas, so you get quite a lot of inspiration, as well as tools that that we can use in in our startup as well. So that's that's one that I'm checking quite constantly. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Product Hunt. And if anyone is out there who um, needs to have commenting access, I do have a ton of invites that I, I can share with people. So the first people to tweet me, I'll give you some invites. Uh, and I know in my experience, uh, when I was on Product Hunt, I had something, something like 14,000 views uh, over a three-day period uh, from Product Hunt and uh, several hundred signups. So it was uh, a wonderful experience for me. And I'm always looking you know, to to uh, people that are uh, moderators on Product Hunt and can submit products and, and just to help out. So, yeah. Uh, have you been on Product Hunt yet with Party with a Local? We have actually, yeah. And how, how did you get on? Yeah, we did great. We got to uh, photos number one for the day. Um, got 400 upvotes or something. And that uh, that led to a lot of uh, press, um, yeah, downloads, new users, we also had a little bit of investor interest out of that, um, out of being posted on Product Hunt. So that was huge for us. Did, did you have a strategy then, Dan, when you posted <clears throat> on Product Hunt? A little bit. Or uh, was it randomly posted and you were like, oh my goodness. No, to, okay. no, it was, it was planned. Uh, I know one of the uh, top hunters on Product Hunt. Is that Bram? Bram Cantor? It is Bram. Yeah, yeah, he's been on this show. He, he's yeah, the one that posted me. He's like, he's the rainmaker. He's just uh, helping he is, us yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I knew he had quite a bit of influence on there. Uh, so I thought I would get him to submit it. Um, also, we're a bit ahead of uh, time here if, of the US. So I posted it sort of early morning US time. And then I, I asked virtually everyone I know on, on Twitter who, or who I know that has a Twitter account to, uh, to upvote us. I posted on Facebook. I think I emailed out to some of our users. So I tried to get up to the number one position early in the day. And then once we were there and the US started to wake up, we just we stayed there and it kept getting voted up. I guess something like Party with the Local just has a, an easy thing for people to understand. So I think we got... Uh, upvotes just for the fact of that but I think if you can try to get up into the top uh, five spots early and your idea is is good and people people like it then you've got a chance of staying up there and that's what happened with us yeah what day was you was it that you posted do you remember day of the week uh, yeah I know that people ask me that all the time when when should I post and yeah uh, I think it was a Wednesday or a Thursday. Yeah, through the week. Uh, this is fascinating. I mean, uh, I I feel like there's a lot of app entrepreneurs out there who can make more of Product Hunt and uh, know that they do allow uh, some apps on there. They have seen apps before. And uh, I know it's sometimes you do have to use your network to try and get posted. Uh, I'm actually waiting on Bram to get back to me about something else. And you know, I'm wondering how much I could leverage his, uh, his uh, influence. But uh He's actually working for them now. Yeah. They've offered, offered him a job. So he's a, he's a community manager there. Right. For them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you're going to mention one other app as well. We've we got kind of sidetracked, but it's a good sidetrack. Yep. 
another one I'm, I'm using for communication with the with the team who are working on Party of the Local is Slack. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard of that as well. Um, it's basically, yeah, a, a chat tool, but it's just very well organized. You can have different sort of channels, they call them, uh, with different subjects uh, to do with your, with your startup. So you can have a general one for all staff members or you could have something that's just related to the, the iOS app, for example, and just invite the, the developer and the designer who were involved in that. You can also integrate it with lots of other uh, external tools like Google Docs and um, GitHub, and yeah, it's it's also got a nice a nice app interface, very simple, user friendly. So we're using that for um, for basically team communication and just making sure everyone's on the same page, being able to search for for stuff that's been discussed. It's just a bit easier than sending emails back and forth, or we were chatting on combination of Skype or um, yeah, uh, Gmail chat. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, big, I'm a big fan of Slack and I, I, I've actually been using it in one of the, the groups uh, for uh, like an inner circle where you help each other out with uh, upvotes. Uh, you know, maybe that's, uh, I know that we have to be very careful because Product Hunt don't like uh, you asking for upvotes. And so I've seen some people get, uh, their products delisted because um, they've been out, uh, out openly asking for people to upvote them. But uh, if you're clever and you say, look, if you like it, you know, upvote it. And not only that, but uh, Hacker News and uh, Layer Vault and uh, there's um, uh, Growth Hacker, I think is quite good. And yeah, this all leads to a lot of traffic. So yeah, I, I you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Slack and uh, it's a great way of connecting. So it is, yeah. Oh, Dan, this has been great. What an inspirational episode. Thank you so much. I'm so glad the phone didn't ring. I was like nervous all the way through and uh, a little bit disappointed now. I thought that oh, would have I actually happened. do have a missed call from my girlfriend now that you mention it. Oh, man, you missed the labor. <laughs> <laughs> that shows you the dedication. That, you know. uh, better answer that now. Uh, how can people best reach out to you, Dan, and connect with you? What's the best way of getting in touch? Yeah, just send me an email if uh, there's anything specific you want to ask. I'll, uh, I'll reply to that. So just dan at partywithalocal.com. Um, pretty busy. I don't, I'm not a huge personal user of Twitter, but you can also tweet me um, just at partywithalocal. Um, other than that, sign up and get the app, and I'll, uh, I'll chat. I try to chat with everyone personally on the app when they first join. It's getting pretty tough to keep up these days, but. I, uh, I'm determined to keep doing that because I really like chatting to to people and getting firsthand feedback and um, yeah, seeing where people are and what they're doing and and why they uh, why they download the app. So if you get the app, you can definitely chat to me directly. You get treated as a VIP when you get the app. I'm assuming <laughs> so that yeah. actually uh, everyone should be downloading your app and communicating through that way, not not email. So uh, yeah. Um, that's the best way. But, uh, but if there's something more detailed and you want to ask a startup-related question or if you want to, if you want to work for Party of the Local, send me, a, send me an email. We're looking for another iOS developer to, to join the team. So if anyone out there is interested, shoot me an email. 
Well, I, I've been going on party with a local. Unfortunately, where I live, there's not many parties going on. I'm uh, <laughs> in quite a remote place, but uh, at the moment. But uh, when I go to Dubai, I know that I'll be using your app as well. And, cool, cool. Um, well, this is great. Dan, thanks so much for being such an inspirational guest. All the best with um, your new life there as a dad. Uh, maybe you'll listen to the Entre- Entrepreneur Dad podcast as well. And, for sure. Uh, by the show. And uh, yeah, just uh, stay in touch and keep keep us updated with Party with a Local. We'd love to uh, track the success of it. Will do. Thanks a lot, Paul. If you're an app entrepreneur, then you'll love my new show I've launched. It's called the App Stories Launch Show. And it's all about launching apps on the App Store. Uh, I get app entrepreneurs who are doing this, uh, who are going through the thick of it with a launch, a pre-launch and uh, just asking uh, a lot of interesting questions. So you can find out more uh, by going to appstorieslaunch.me. That's appstorieslaunch.me. And also uh, get in touch because I would love to hear your feedback on the potential questions. Uh, Just go uh, and contact me through that website. Thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to uh, getting uh, more weekly episodes out on this App Store Launch Stories podcast.